Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 415. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Ready to start building your business the efficient way? Entreport makes it easy to set up and automate your business. Expert implementation, done-for-you services, and award-winning customer support await. Go to entreport.com slash fire today. On its flagship nootropic is called Alpha Brain and is designed to be the one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels, bringing the mind to the top of its game. Get 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onit.com slash fire, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today. Brian Church. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? I am, John. Yes. Brian is the founder and chief executive officer of a consulting firm called Ambassadors International. His book, Relationship Momentum, is about the secret to making ideas and initiatives move. I've just given our listeners a little overview, Brian, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Thanks, John. Well, first, I'm a, I'm a husband and a, a father of a four-year-old, so uh, it all begins with that for yes. me, but um, I'm an entrepreneur, uh, many times failed, a few times successful. <laughs> <laughs> that always makes the best ones, yes. but, um, you know, I, uh, I have been in, in, in numerous endeavors in my 17 years since I've been out of college. I was an entrepreneur in college and also an entrepreneur in high school. I'm a son of an entrepreneur and a um, a grandson of an entrepreneur and uh, it's just kind of in my blood and I'm teaching my son even at four years old um, you know what it means to to start a business and to steward over a business and um, you know that's who I am and uh, but you know over over time when you've been through as many endeavors and if you do what I do for a living which is work with entrepreneurs every single day and people who innovate um, the ideators uh, you see a lot and, um, and really who I am is made up of really uh, what has started or was frustration and not being able to see people reach their dreams and uh, mine included. And uh, so it really was a search that I was on uh, to find out how can you make ideas move? And um, but that's who I am. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. I live here in Nashville now. I've been here for 11 years with short stops in Boston, Massachusetts and Birmingham, Alabama. And I went to school at Hampton Sydney College just out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Powerful stuff, Brian. And something I just learned from our last guest who just came on the show yesterday, John Maddox, is that Nashville is the Silicon Valley of the Southeast. That's really powerful stuff. <laughs> well, you know what? They call it the, um, other than the being the Protestant Vatican and the buckle of the Bible belt, we've got a lot of different uh, <laughs> taglines. <laughs> Music City. Um, but it's, uh, you know, uh, Google is coming here and is named um, Nashville, the tech center of, uh, of the Southeast. And um, we've got some really amazing things going on here. Two incredible uh, entrepreneur center. So we actually have something called the Entrepreneur Center, but then we also have the Jumpstart Foundry. And uh, while we're working on our angel funding uh, platforms here in uh, in Nashville, we've got a, a incredible venture capital community and um, 
a, uh, a jumpstart community uh, that's working with new entrepreneurs and, uh, and future entrepreneurs. So it's, uh, it's really an exciting time to be here. It's an exciting time. And I'm actually born and raised in Maine. And unlike Nashville, we just keep things simple, Brian. It's <laughs> the way life should be. That's all we claim to be. Maine's a beautiful place. I, I, I went up there a lot when I lived in Boston. Awesome. Well, listen, Brian, we'd like to focus on your entrepreneurial journey because you're a spotlighted guest today. So we're really going to focus on that journey of yours. But before we dive into that, I really want to start with a success quote because it gets that motivational ball rolling. So, yeah. Brian, take it away. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I would use I would use two. Um, the first one, I'm going to I'm going to quote myself, if that's OK. Totally. I, and, uh, and then I'm going to quote somebody else. <laughs> but um, and you find this in the book, but. And things change for me, and I'll talk about this later on, but I think people need to stop looking for commerce and become it. And, and I'll go into that and what that means a little bit later on, but it changed my life. And um, they just need to stop looking for commerce and become it. And the second one is it um, really was a game changer for me. Is, um, and this, this gentleman, his name is Billy Conley, and he was the president of Putnam Mutual Funds when I worked up in Boston. But he had a phrase, and he used to say, life is about the pursuit of the mundane edge. Life is the pursuit of the mundane edge. And when he first used to say that, I didn't understand what that meant. I always thought of mundane being something that's bad or monotonous, but it's not. Um, mundane is almost, you know, just as in... Um, in athletics, we try to train our bodies and in golf, uh, I'm a golfer. I'm not a good golfer, but (laughs) you know, you train yourself in that muscle memory to do the same thing over and over and over again. And you cut down on the level of mistakes and you cut down on the false movement. And that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs. I mean, that's what plagues us. We're entrepreneurs because most of us are a type, um, and we, we like to take chances. We like to go off on our own. We're a bit of a lone wolf. Um, and, but the problem that comes with that sometimes is a lack of focus and, and being able to do the minor things, the small things, the minutiae. We get lost in those. And then sometimes what we do is avoid them and it can kill us. And the pursuit of the mundane edge is doing the right thing all the time. And that's what I call the mundane edge. And if you do that, that's where you break through as an entrepreneur. And uh, I had to learn that lesson the hard way. <laughs> hey, Brian, I subscribe to that theory fully. You are my 415th interview. Nice. I'm just nice. a tiny, tiny bit better than I was yesterday. And I'm a lot better than I was 250 episodes ago and so on and so forth. It's that compound effect that Darren Hardy writes about so well and the slight edge that Jeff Olson writes about in his book about just really having that compound effect grow on a daily basis by just doing those mundane things and getting that edge that way. So I love that. I subscribe to that theory 100%, Brian. And now it's time to really turn that spotlight on and point it towards you and talk about your entrepreneurial journey, Brian, because this brought you to Boston. It started you in Charlotte and now you're in Nashville. And You've obviously had a journey of source as an entrepreneur, and that has included failures, and you've already alluded to a couple of them, but I really want to drill down into one story that you can share with Fire Nation of an entrepreneurial failure that you had. So tell us that story. Actually, take us there and share with us the lessons that you learned. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a story of, um, about an uh, into intellectual property company that was started, uh, that started out really uh, for the first four to five years of what I would call failure. Cool. Um, and now is 
turned a 360 and in, in everything that we dreamed about is coming to fruition. Um, so it's one failure encompassed in a company, but it's really 90 failures. And what I mean by that is if you know much, and I'm sure you do about intellectual property, which en- encompasses the, uh, the closest thing that we have to hard real estate in our minds for, for entrepreneurs. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but intellectual property, uh, we started an intellectual property think tank um, about eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, and it was called Aslan Guild. And I brought together 11 of the smartest individuals that I had ever met that were really kings of their own domains in about 11 different disciplines Um, from a MIT physicist named Dr. Brian Miller um, all the way down the line to the CEO of Pure Fusion Media and, um, you know, the senior vice president of marketing for Berger Worldwide. And where we didn't quit our day jobs, I'll come back to that and another thing that I'll talk about. Um, we went to work together to start this think tank and to create a private client group for intellectual property. But what we did over the course of five years, um, and some great things did come out of that eventually, uh, a fantastic algorithm and a betting system for intellectual property. Um, but of the hundred ideas that we saw, and we did not entertain ideas that weren't, didn't have really two components. They had to have great people and they have to, had to score well in our vetting system as a great idea. But 90 of those 100 ideas never made one dime. And when you go through that and people are coming to you with their gold, okay? It's not gold buried in their backyard. It's gold buried in their head. It's their intellectual property. It's their ideas. It's their, uh, their promise to innovate. And you don't do anything with it. And it wasn't all our fault. Um, but that can crush you. And um, that's something that I experienced, and, um, which really set me on this journey to find out why ideas progress and then why some don't. And the last thing it is, is luck. And so I'll I'll talk about that. So 90 of those, um, you know, 90 ideas. I've also been a part of five businesses um, that have failed. Uh, Thank God they haven't ruined me financially, um, but I never made a considerable amount of money from them or anyone else money, which is uh, quite frankly, a lot of the time what I'm very interested in doing is uh, is helping to provide for other people. And um, so I think that's the, you know, that's the, the thing that I would tell you um, about my biggest failure. And, but what I found is in that journey is two things. There's nothing, no opportunity in the world that a relationship cannot solve for you. There's no opportunity in the world that the relationship can't kick the door down and there's no problem that a relationship can't see you, see you through. And the other thing that I saw is in every great idea, every great product, project, purpose, company, entrepreneur, they all had momentum in their lives and they all had momentum in their project and in their business. And that's really where the concept came from. And I put those two things together, relationship, momentum. It's kind of a duh principle, right? (laughs) Everybody knows what relationships are. I would hope you think that they're important. Um, And I think everybody knows what momentum is. I mean, momentum is not just movement. It's intrinsic movement. It's movement upon movement. And you know, the funny thing is, I don't care if it's a battleship, it's a ball, it's a person, it's an idea, it's a project, product. Ideas need movement. Movement is movement, regardless of what the object is. And, uh, And it all works the same way. 
So that's where it started with failure and banging my head against the wall, John, and then figuring out at some point in time, hey, I've got to, I've got to find something here um, that's different. And, you know, I read a lot of books that were telling me about the difference between success and failure. And that's great. You know, but the problem with books and the problem with advice is no two situations are alike. They're really not. And so I wanted something that I could go back and I could test with any product, project or purpose in history. And I could apply it to the current ideas and the intellectual property and the companies and the entrepreneurs that I was working with. And, uh, and what I stumbled upon was relationship momentum. And then surprisingly enough, I was able to trademark that. Now I own that forever. Um, but, you know, just as there's irrefutable laws of physics and motion, there's irrefutable laws of relationships in business. I mean, there really are. And, um, you know, I had to find that cause and effect reason, something based on truth that I could go back and test. And uh, so what I did is I put a, a group of entrepreneurs together and um, actually a few physicists because I wanted to make sure I just had dreams. I'd wake up sweating in the middle of the night knowing that I was, you know, I based this book on um, you know, physics, even though I failed physics in high school <laughs> in the effort of full disclosure. Um, but I, I based it on physics and I wake up in a cold sweat thinking I'm going to be up there giving a keynote and there's a, a physicist going to stand up in the back of the room <laughs> and question my math. Liar. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Charlatan. And uh, so I, um, I had some good people work with me. Dr. Brian Miller, I spoke of before, a gentleman by the name of Ming Wang, who's a world-renowned uh, physicist, also from MIT, uh, who lives here in Nashville, and some great entrepreneurs. And we came up with RM equals EQ V sub S, uh, which at the end of the day is relationship momentum. Um, you know, momentum, the actual equation for that that Newton came up with is mass times velocity. And I substituted mass for three equities, which are the three most important things that an entrepreneur can have. It's brand um, equity, value equity, and ambassador equity. If you have those three things and you combine them with a measure of strategy, you know, velocity is moving fast in a specific direction. Strategic velocity, that's the sub S in the equation, is moving fast in the right direction. It's a big difference. But if you can use those, you know, gain weight behind those three equities, um, anything that you do is going to progress. Well, Brian, I am so honored that you shared those numbers with Fire Nation because it's so important for our listeners here today to really take a step back and say, okay, this entrepreneurial game, this is a game that needs to be taken seriously because here we are, we have Brian Church who has this great system. He brought in a hundred entrepreneurs, all that passed his test. They have great ideas. They're great people. And 90 of the 100, so 90% did not make a dollar. And that's a very sobering reality that I think is so important for the listeners to really take stock of because this isn't just a game where you jump in, you have a great idea, the next thing you're on Shark Tank and Mark Cuban's giving you (laughs) $500,000 for your your great idea. And because it's Mark Cuban, everybody across America is buying it the next day and your next thing you know, you're an update and everybody's saying, my business is going so great. This is the reality, and Brian's sharing that, and I'm really honored that he's on there because he has the experience, he has the knowledge, and he has the journey behind him to be incredibly valuable to the listener. So, Brian, thank you for that, and let's continue to move forward because you shared with us 
that failure that you felt that you experienced throughout your journey. Now let's talk about an aha moment. You've talked about some really incredible things, like the thing you just mentioned at the end there with the ambassador and really valuable information for any entrepreneur starting off. So share with us one story where you had an aha moment like that, where you just realized, wow, this is something that's really going to resonate with not only myself, but with entrepreneurs or with my business in general. And what steps did you take, Brian, to turn that into success? Great question. Um, well, I, w- I won't bore everybody and go into Newton's three laws of motion here today. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Um, but that's, you know, stumbling onto that was was really something for me. So I encourage everybody, actually go look it up. It, it, it'll make sense to you. I don't care if you can even spell science. It'll it'll make sense. Brian to you. did fail physics in high school. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, so uh, that that was one thing. You know, but the second thing was I uh, you just mentioned being an ambassador. I became an ambassador. That was a big deal for me. Got and then it. I began to recruit ambassadors. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that awesome. here for just a second. Um, because you got to be one before you can make one. Remember that. You always have to, you have to become an ambassador before you can make an ambassador. Uh, the word ambassador actually came from King Ferdinand of Spain, who in 1812 was getting ripped off by a company or two countries that they had conquered, which is, that's kind of odd to think of. They're getting ripped off after they were conquered. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, so he created this position that would go out and it was a person that would speak on behalf of the king. And this person was called an embassare. And so in the Latin, it means to send. So we'd send these embassares out, whereas the word actually eventually became ambassador, uh, was adopted by the United States. And I forget which um, act uh, enacted those people. But um, so they would go out and speak on behalf of the king. But they would it was very interesting how King Ferdinand would do this. They would wear a robe just like the king. They would wear a mock signet ring. They wouldn't necessarily look like the king facial features. It wasn't a imposter or anything like that. But they walked, talked, stood and spoke on behalf of the king. And when you were in front of one of the embassies, you knew you were in the presence of the king. And that's what we need because our ideas, this is the common thread that I've seen in all the failures that I've had. All right. They didn't have a key relationship and they also didn't have momentum, but it was really one big thing All right, that I see um, because I always usually had a value proposition. I would never have gotten to that point and been that just ridiculously, uh, you know, have the irrational exuberance that I had for each of these ideas if there wasn't a value um, proposition. And there's probably some slick branding involved, too. But what they lacked was an ambassador. So if you're the only one telling your story for your product, your project, your purpose, your business, it will not move. You must recruit ambassadors. And that was the big aha moment for me as I was, you know, in a myriad of different projects and, and companies that I've started. Um, I can think back to one of the, you know, the, the largest projects and the most uh, expensive projects that we had in the intellectual property, um, you know, think tank uh, dealt with a coffee lid. And we just were baffled why this thing would not move. But it was until we started a grassroots campaign and, uh, you know, social media is always you know, great to, you know, to, uh, to further things and using the power of the crowd. But it was until we actually were able to transcend ourselves as the only ones telling the story and people who were using it and they would begin to talk and to uh, preach about the value proposition we recruited those ambassadors and then the product itself began to move. 
And um, in the book, I even talk about the unlikely ambassador, which is the 300 pound defensive lineman for the Patriots who buys a Snuggie online and then tweets about it. (laughs) It's the unlikely person that you would never think would be an ambassador for a cause. It's the um, Hasidic Jews who are backing the civil rights movement. It's it's those type of, you know, I think Gladwell will call it a tipping point, which is this really isn't the same thing, but it's those ambassadors, sometimes even unlikely ambassadors that are telling the story and spreading the word and are speaking and carrying the flag on behalf of the king is what makes ideas and businesses move. That was an aha moment for me. That's a huge aha moment, Brian, and it's fascinating on so many levels because that aha moment that you had, you've been able to pass along and to have the companies that you talk to and that you advise employ that methodology within their campaigns. That's right. So Brian, you have so many fascinating things going on right now. It's so hard to boil it down to one thing I know, but just because we have to, I really want you to, to share with Fire Nation today, right now, present times, what's one thing that's just really exciting you right now? You said it. It's uh, seeing entrepreneurs that I work with take the concepts and apply them with success. Um, it's really, uh, you know, when I sit down with people, I haven't developed a, a, a long um, training program, an in-depth training program. I sit down with them and say, look at the elements, forget about the physics, look at the elements, do these three things, build weight, which is basically people. The measurement of relationship momentum is the quantity and quality of the relationships that are behind your idea. So build weight through the brand, through the value proposition, recruiting ambassadors, and just try to do it every week. That's it. It's that simple. And you you, you can't point to anything in history. I, I, I It's funny. I did a... Um, uh, a, a video, uh, a book trailer when the book first came out. I remember uh, one of the uh, the concepts that we had on there, we showed an illustration with the Grateful Dead on one side and Billy Graham on the other. You can't have two more contrasting uh, individuals or entities in history. However, they grew <laughs> their ministry and their following almost the same way, certainly maybe by a different power, but <laughs> almost the same way. And it's, it's fascinating. So I'm starting to see, you know, people um, use what I'm talking about. And man, that gets me excited because uh, I'm an activator. You know, I, I get more out of someone coming up to me and saying, Brian, you helped change my life and the life of my family by helping me grow this business than I do by making money. Honestly, I mean, that's that's what I get out of it. And then, you know, the other part of it is, look, the reaction to the book and the speaking I'm doing has, has really been fantastic. I mean, when, when the book came out, of course, we had a marketing plan. We we're going to get out there and do as much speaking as possible. That's where you make the most money is on the speaking circuit, not by selling books. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't even been able to implement the marketing plan because I'm speaking somewhere across the United States once a week. And um, the, just the feedback from the book has been phenomenal. And to see a CEO come up with the book and want me to sign it. And then I, I look in their book and it's marked up from cover to cover with notes. That's awesome. That is <laughs> awesome, Brian. I mean, what a great feeling to have somebody so studying, so engrossed, so involved in your work that They've literally done all those markings and then come up to you to, to share that and for you to see that this truly is a life-changing event for them and for so many others. 
is truly impactful. And that's exactly what we're looking to do here at Entrepreneur on Fire, Brian, is thanks to people like yourself who are willing to come on for 25, 35 minutes, share your amazing journey, share these incredible insights that you've come to throughout your journey with Fire Nation. So I want to thank you for that. And now we're going to break in to thank our sponsors. Bright and shiny objects are all around us as entrepreneurs, and it's up to us to stay focused and not get blown off course. The reason Entrepreneur on Fire has over 500,000 unique downloads every single month from an audience that is growing by the minute is because when I'm conducting interviews or doing edits, I refuse to let other things distract me from the task at hand. I've been able to do this with the help of Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is an all-natural supplement created by Onnit that's designed to make it easy to give your brain everything it needs to function above optimal levels. If you're ready for that feeling where everything is just coming together, your focus is on, your mental energy is there, you can recall names and ideas with ease, then Alpha Brain is something you should check out. And if you don't agree, no worries. Onnit offers a full money-back guarantee. Get 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Ever feel like you're trying to be in five places at once? That's probably because you are. You have a tab open for your client relationship management, another tab open for your email, and yet another tab open for your e-commerce management. But wait, what if you could be managing all of these things under a single umbrella? Enter Entreport, an all-in-one small business management platform that integrates all the software you need to start, systemize, and scale your business. Entreport makes it easy to set up and automate your business with expert implementation, done-for-you services, and award-winning customer support. By integrating multiple platforms into one powerful solution, Entreport ensures you have the time and energy you need to work on building a business you love. Take it from Dane Maxwell, co-founder of The Foundation. He set up his entire business on Entreport in under seven days. To learn more about Entreport and what their all-in-one platform can do for you and your business, go to Entreport.com slash fire today. That's Entreport.com slash fire. It's a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, Brian, And that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? A few things. And uh, I talked about this the other day with the group. Um, I call them the three Fs. Um, One is finances. Um, If you're not in a position at at times because you're living too high on the hog, it's really tough to say goodbye to the paycheck. And sometimes that's what you have to do to be an entrepreneur. Um, So it's finances for me. Fear was another, which could be driven uh, from myself or from a you know a spouse or a partner or a friend or partners in the company, whatever. Okay, the fear is always there, and then also the lack of focus. Um, again, I am a extreme you know dynamic A type um, person that lacks focus at times, and uh, so it's those three things: it's fear, finances, and focus held me back until, um, you know, I was ready to, to, uh, I have a chapter in the book called burn the ships and, uh, it's a whole another story for another day, but Cortez, uh, her, her Cortez buddy. And eventually you got to burn the ships because if you have a plan B, you'll never get to plan A. Oh, I promise you. Love that. And Brian, do you know what my favorite acronym in the world is for the word focus? What is it? 
follow one course until success. That's good. What is the best advice you've ever received? I'd say to be a person of, uh, of substance and not a flash. Um, you know, one thing that's, that's tough, uh, as a person that's, um, well, I mean, when you're, when you're in the literary world and you're on the speaking circuit, um, you know, it's, it can be narcissistic at times because you're trying to, you're always promoting yourself. Um, but, uh, you know, as an A-type you know, personality, I have to be careful to not be the loudest. You know, the loudest person in the room is very seldom the smartest person in the room. And just because you have a lot of things coming out of your mouth, it doesn't mean that they're the right things. And also because you may look the best, talk the best, and seem like nothing can ever, you know, bother you. Um, you know, that you're made of Teflon does not necessarily mean that you're the person of substance behind it. And um, so I, there's nothing wrong with flash. I like flash, but you got to make sure that there's substance behind it. And uh, that's what people are looking for. I resonate with that, Brian. In fact, one of my favorite quotes of all time is by Albert Einstein, which is, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And I truly believe putting that value proposition before everything else is a great path to be on. And Brian, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I talk about this in the book, not about me personally, but I, I call it a, a bridal audacity. Um, you know, I, you got to be audacious. You have to have audacity. You must believe or you will not succeed. I don't care if you're starting a subway uh, or whatever, you know, a shop and selling sandwiches, or if you're starting the next Fortune 100 company, you have to have audacity. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the story of Frederick the Great, just very quick. Um, uh, one of the great leaders of Prussia and um, had six or seven European countries coming down on him and facing, you know, being outnumbered. It was like 10 to 1 with his army. Um, he stood there in front of his troops and he said, Lodas, Lodas, Tejol, Lodas. And it means audacity, audacity, always audacity. And uh, he went on, of course, to, to beat them. The rest is history. But you have to have that audacity. However, it must be bridled. Um, and I talk about this in the book. And let me just share this with you. If you ever, uh, you know, read in the Old Testament, it talks about the meek will inherit the earth. And, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean the people that are uh, quiet and are not audacious. Actually, the meek horse was named after a battle horse that would always obey its master in going into the fray. It was actually unfeathered and uh, was unafraid of anything that would happen. However, they were bridled and they had a specific bridled for that meek horse because they were so strong, they had to keep them on the path. And so that's why I say bridled audacity um, and being able to have that reined in strategic approach to my relentless approach of my goals and dreams. So that's a big, big deal for me. Brian, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? LinkedIn, I don't really use for networking and, and things of that nature. And it, you know, if, if people read the book, I, 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 networking kind of makes my, my skin crawl sometimes. I, I like to be focused when I'm going into a group of people. I don't want to just hang around with a cocktail in my hand and, and talk. And I don't really use LinkedIn for that. But what I do use LinkedIn for is when I need a quote or I need a story or I'm having something specific, I have a good network in there. Um, of about, uh, I mean, I've got thousands of people or over a thousand on my LinkedIn, um, um, 
page, but uh, I go in and, and can and can send it out immediately what I need, and I usually get a response back within three to five minutes from a myriad of different people that helps me solve the problem. And, um, you know, so most people don't think of LinkedIn as a resource like that. They think of it as networking or hunting for jobs or recruiting or what have you. But uh, it's actually great to solve a, a quick problem or to get a quote or an answer to something. No, it's a great aggregate of information. Absolutely. Yeah. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Brian Church. And Brian, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, and Relationship Momentum is already on the show notes page, so <laughs> it is absolutely recommended 100%. What would be another book? You know, I, uh, two because okay. uh, and this is a this is a play on words, but I, I I mean this. This is two of my top five books of all time. First one is Art of War, Sun Tzu. Um, it's terrific for a person like myself that needs strategy in their life and needs to needs that bridled audacity to sit and think before you move. Uh, Art of War by Sun Tzu. Then the other one is War of Art. Hmm. Stephen the Pressfield. Book. You got it. That I mean that book changed my life. And, that is a um, play on words. <laughs> yep. So, but I mean, both of those books um, are books that I read over and over and over again. And uh, if you're going to buy the War of Art, go buy the actual War of Art. Don't buy all these. They have these commentaries on them, and they're like 400 page long, pages long. War of Art. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Art of War is actually a very short book, uh, and so is the War of Art made up of like, I don't know, 81 page chapters, which is great for our society today. Well, Fire Nation, you love audio. So if you want the audio version of this book and you haven't already for free at eofirebook.com, that's eofirebook.com. And Brian, speaking of focus, I'd like you to focus on this next question because it truly is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world. It's identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, $500 will buy me 500 cups of coffee, maybe. <laughs> Actually, no, 250 cups of coffee. Um, and what I would do is, I would go back to what I said earlier on. I wouldn't look for commerce. I would become it. I would find, um, I have something in my life that uh, was another game changer for me. It's called uh, creating a, an ambassador council. I would find five other people or three other people that had the same, was in the same situation as me and needed exactly what I needed. And I would find them first. I would become their ambassador and recruit them as ambassadors for me. And then we'd set off to do whatever we wanted to do. Um, that I think that would be the first thing that I would do. I would find other people that found themselves in the same position as I was, you know, and I liken that to uh, a person in sales who's just started a company or something like that. Find other people that are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. Make sure they're great at what they do. Learn their story intimacy, you know, intimately and start to wave their flag. And you know what? They'll wave your flag too. But you got to ask them to do it. So that's what I would do. If I, That's a great question. <laughs> that's what I would do. I used to, uh, I worked with a, a gentleman by the name of Jim Shoemaker. And Jim used to say, you put me in a town, I don't know anybody. And he would say, give me a cubby and a phone, and I'll be in business in two weeks. 
Um, I wouldn't want the cubby in the phone, but $500 would be nice. Laptop <laughs> is nice. And, um, but that's what I would do. I would go find those people and I would recruit ambassadors for whatever I decided to do. And it would be successful. Brian, I have really enjoyed just hearing your experience and your knowledge. And I couldn't be more excited for relationship momentum after hearing this interview because it's just so obvious that you get the inner workings of what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur in this day and age, which is so, so valuable. So give Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, thanks. Well, relationship momentum, as I said before, is the quantity and quality of the relationships behind your idea. Um, you have to build a brand. You have to have a great value proposition. Okay, because just like in anything else in mathematics, anything multiplied by zero is zero. But I only talk about three elements, brand, value, and ambassadors. Build a brand, maximize it through the value, but you must recruit ambassadors for whatever your product, project, or purpose is. That's how ideas move. So be strategic and be intentional in the relationships that you seek out. And can they help you do those three things? And then most importantly, can you help others? get to their dreams and goals. And what's the best way that we can connect with you? Well, you can connect with me at uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Relationship Mo. Uh, feel free to email me at any time at bchurch at relationshipmomentum.com and feel free to go to the relationshipmomentum.com website or even bryantchurch.com. Well, Brian, I really enjoyed your analogy about getting ambassadors with a New England Patriots football player buying a Snuggie and then tweeting about it, considering we just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 55 to 28 Uh, just yesterday by scoring 28 points in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Although by the time people are listening to this, it is into December and hopefully the Patriots are still doing well, but (laughs) just a little side note. Brian, Fire Nation is well aware that they can find the links to everything of value that we talked about today at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives, Brian. And Fire Nation, if you just type in Brian into the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up. And Brian, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. And Fire Nation, salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Appreciate what you do, man. Have a great evening. Some of my favorite stores line Exchange Street in the Old Port in Maine. I love walking into these stores because they feature locally made goods. But what if these shops had the ability to sell their products to people all over the U.S. and not just to those who happen to be in Maine? With Shopify, they can. Get a free 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 